Trends come and go. You know, we have paleo, we had Atkins previously, now it's keto. You know, every trend kind of changes its name, you know, rebrands. You had vegan back in the day and now it's called plant-based. It's like, you can change everything you want, but the one to me that does not die is we have to eat real food. We have to eat foods that are ingredients, that they are an ingredient, that they don't have ingredients. And that's kind of the very important distinction. And the key is, how do we get people to do that more often? And the problem that we're running into is that food, and they've been trying this, I think since the 50s, they've been tracking the nutrient density of food for now decades. And this is very true and you can look it up, but the food is less nutrient. So the, the same seeds, the same food is not as nutrient dense as it was back in the day. So that is an issue, right? Let's just say you're eating the foods that your grandparents ate. Let's just say you are. Even if you are, it's still not as nutrient dense as it was for them. So we have to think about how are we gonna offset this nutrient deficiency? you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you are meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. You guys know that I love to cook and I think food is the first medicine. First and foremost, what we put into our body and how we eat it, digest it, process it, eliminate it is crucial to health. If I can do anything for you, it is through this first medicine. Now, in the old days, let's say my younger days, in the old days, or our parents, our grandparents' younger days, one of the things that we did do was eat organ meat. I know growing up in my mom's kitchen that she would make chicken livers and liver and onions and chicken hearts and all different parts of the animal that was used. And when I traveled internationally, part of experiencing the delicacies of other cultures led me to one time eat spinal cord in Lebanon, for instance. My dad talks about how he was honored just after World War II by a Bedouin sheikh in the desert with the eye of a goat. And that was considered quite the honor to receive the eye of the goat. And my dad always tells the story. He goes, Anna, can you imagine? Here's the sheikh. I'm surrounded by men. They've got, you know, uh, weapons and, you know, I'm the American Navy attache. I'm there to get secretly get informa information, but to, to really create friendship with this group. And they were lovely, so hospitable. And they honored me with the eye of the goat. And he goes, I looked at this, this round eyeball. And he's like, if I don't eat it, I, I don't know. That will just disgrace me and certainly be a black mark on our relationship if I if I can walk out of here alive. And so he says he put it in his mouth and he goes to bite down on it and he goes mm -hmm. 
all the way over to one side of his mouth. Like you see, like if you ever ate red hot gumballs, you know, and then you try to bite down and it pops into the side of your mouth because that's what that felt like. And then he goes, okay, he knows he's got to eat it. And he tries to bite again and it flies over to the other side of his mouth. Whoop, there's that big gumball, that eyeball on that side of the mouth. <laughs> and he said, eventually he really was trying, but he discreetly put it into his napkin and held it for the entire time. Like somehow he hid it, the fact that he didn't need it, but he act- pretended that he did. But how was that a delicacy? Anyway, I, I love cooking. I love food. I grew up with an international household. I always say the United Nations was, my house felt like the United Nations. They were just amazing people from all over the world. And I want to share with you an amazing chef that I know. You guys have heard me talk with Margaret Floyd Berry before, who's an amazing nutritionist and leads a huge program. And she's a huge influencer leading other people. And her other half. She says her better half is a chef and she's learned so much from him. And I want to introduce you to James Berry, who's been in the culinary field for so many years, over close to two decades. And he's been a private chef and he really believes in the the key benefits of eating organ meat. So welcome to the Girlfriend Doctor Show. James, how are you? Thank you. I'm still reveling in that I'm the better half of Margaret Floyd Berry. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell her. (laughs) I know. All right. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be with you. And that was a fantastic story. I, I cannot believe your father got to get the eyeball and then spinal cord. I never hear about anyone getting to eat spinal cord. So that's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And so, I mean, this is like, you know, you think, okay, well, why was the eye of the goat? Like that's rich in vitamin A that supports your immune system, virility. And I'm trying to think what else? I have no idea what else the eye of the goat Well, does. Well, there, you know, there is this concept. It's an ancestral concept. It's like supports like. So the part of the animal you're eating is going to support that part in you. And we get, you know, in the U.S. particularly, we're so focused on muscle meat. But historically, as you mentioned, our ancestors, and we're not talking about our Paleolithic ancestors, we're talking about our grandparents, our parents, depending on our age, like those people were eating organ meats. They were eating way more nose to tail than we do now. And to a degree, they had less health issues, right? So it's like, maybe there's a correlation there. I don't know. But when we talk about organ meats, a lot of people tend to just think about liver, kidney, heart. And so I, that's why I love that you mentioned the eyes, you know, the spinal cord, because really organ meats refer to every part of the animal except bone and muscle. So it's the bone marrow, but not the bone. It's the blood. It's the tongue, the lips, the ears. Uh, it's the stomach lining, which is called tripe. The feet, if it's a pig, that's called trotters and chicken feet. You'll see a lot in, in other cuisines. The thymus and pancreas, that's the sweet. When you go to a restaurant, you see sweetbreads on the, on the menu. That's usually thymus and pancreas. And then, you know, some of the less common uh, organs like spleen, lungs, testicles, ovaries, the brain, like Think about that. The like supports, like if we could get more people eating the brain, do you think that would help with dementia and all these Alzheimer's, right? We don't know. It might, but it's hard to get access to the brain. Well, and after all of the viral encephalopathies from like the neurologic encephalopathies, we've been afraid to eat that. Can you talk about that? Like mad cow disease, for instance? Yeah, well, and that's, that's, it's such a shame because there's a few myths out there around organ meats and that, you know, that's specific around the brain. But if you really look into why does mad cow disease exist, it's because they were feeding those cows sick animals. 
So they were taking the sick animals, the sick cows, and then repurposing the bodies and grinding it up and feeding the healthier cows. And, you know, if you correlate that with our human health and, and as you mentioned earlier about the focus on eating real whole foods, that's been my, I mean, my 16 plus years, that's the trend that doesn't die for me. You know what I mean? Like trends come and go, you know, we have paleo, we had Atkins, you know, previously now it's keto, you know, every trend kind of changes its name, you know, rebrands, you had vegan back in the day and now it's called plant-based. It's like, you can change everything you want, but the one to me that does not die is we have to eat real foods. We have to eat foods that are ingredients, that they are an ingredient, that they don't have ingredients. And that's kind of the very important distinction. And the key is, how do we get people to do that more often? And the problem that we're running into is that food, and they've been tracking this, I think since the 50s, they have been tracking the nutrient density of food for now decades. And this is very true, and you can look it up, but the food is less nutrient. So the, the same seeds, the same food is not as nutrient dense as it was back in the day. So that is an issue, right? So that is almost saying that, hey, I'm still eating. Let's, let's just say you're eating the foods that your grandparents ate. Let's just say you are. Even if you are, it's still not as nutrient dense as it was for them. So we have to think about how are we going to offset this nutrient deficiency? Because it's something like 92% of Americans are nutrient deficient. That's a huge number. And that number comes from like 2015. So you know, it's higher now, you know it, right? So we have to figure that out. We have to figure out how to get people eating good food, nutrient dense food, how to supplement it, whatnot. And you know this, I mean, hopefully your listeners know, is people aren't nutrient deficient because they're not eating enough food. We're not calorie deficient because we have an obesity epidemic. We have, it's something like 73% of men, 63% of women are obese or overweight in the US. So it's not an issue of getting food. It's about choosing the right food. There we go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> choosing the right food for the right people at the right time. And so tell us a little bit. So how did you get so passionate about organ meat? So I love, first of all, that you talked about the different names. Like I didn't know what sweetbreads were, but I heard about yeah. them. But what is testicles? Those Rocky Mountain oysters? Is that <laughs> what is I, that they, one? Those are hard to find. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you you just I think a lot of people just make up if you see it on a menu, it's because they've made up the name. But yeah, it's it, yes, I've heard that name that you just said. But I honestly, I never see it on a menu. So I, I don't know what people are coming up with it. I mean, it's really hard. You know, in the US, we're not really equipped to there's not really a supply chain for organ meats. And that's something that I'm actually setting out to try to change. That's one of my focuses. I'm really trying to establish a supply chain here. And getting more access to nose to tail. If you've ever heard of Polyface Farms, that's Joel Salatin's farm in Virginia. Uh, I was there last year and I was talking to him and I'm and they sell pluck at their farm store. And I was saying, well, do you have access to 100% of all your, your entire animal from nose to tail? And he's like, no, we don't. We, it's, we, we get liver uh, for sure. We sometimes get the kidney. It, it, we don't get spleen, pancreas, some of the other items. And it's really tied to the meat processor. So you can be a ranch, but you can't always process that meat yourself. That's particularly if you're selling it to the public, that's illegal uh, in many regards. And so you have to go through a meat processor. Well, that meat processor has a HACCP plan, which is basically a plan of how, you know, it's like a health plan of how they're going to butcher that animal. And it's tracked so that if there's ever any contaminants, they know 
they have a, a chain of command or a chain of action that they can refer to in terms of figuring out where did these contaminants come from. And these HACCP plans determine what that meat processor can sell to the back, can give back to the ranch, can sell to the public, whatever. It doesn't matter. It just, it dictates what, what's going to go back to the rancher. And most of these meat processors do not value, they don't see money in, in eating, you know, and accessing all the animal parts. Like when we talk about organ meats, so another name for organ meats, is called awful, O-F-F-A-L. And that's a funny name, of course, because a lot of yeah. people think it tastes, you know, it tastes awful. So they're like, oh, perfect name. But what it refers to is when you butcher an animal, it's the parts of the animal that fall off. So awful. That's where they get, they think that's where the name comes from. And so a lot of the organs, you know, from the heart to the liver, the kidney, those are really easy to get off of the animal when you're butchering. But to get like the pancreas and the spleen, you got to be a little bit more refined to get those off. You, you have to butcher it. With, you have to have a little bit more butchering skills. You have to have a little bit more knife skills. And we are sadly in a state where we are losing the art of butchery. So less and less people know how to properly butcher an animal. And so a lot of these companies that are the butchering sites, they just, if they don't see the money, you know, behind hiring a more knowledgeable butcher or the money behind selling these organs, then no one's going to do it. And so- Oh, it's so true. Yeah. And it goes, it also goes back to when we were, you know, trying to get bones for bone broth, right? Oh yeah. Just trying to get bones for bone broth. And they used to be discarded by the, the butchers, companies, yeah. by the butchers. And now yeah, it's like, process. oh my gosh, we can't even get bones. Like it's so hard to get bones and it's totally. such a big challenge and restaurants and chefs, et cetera. And that's something, yeah, exactly. Something we discarded or didn't even think about. And now it's a hot commodity. And think this is because the pendulum swings. And we see, we take this out of our diet and we become, you know, we have these medical issues like, you know, cover up and use sunscreen and don't give vitamin D and you get rickets. No, like no big surprise there. We are organic beings, right? So it comes to this now, what are the benefits of organ meats? And when should we really focus on eating different kinds of organ meats? Absolutely. So the, I I really look at organs as mother nature's multivitamin. And what I love about organ meats is that they're one of the most nutrient dense foods on the planet. Like you could, anyone could do a search, you know, of like, what's the top 10 most nutrient dense foods Uh, just do a search like that. And what pops up is usually a bunch of different graphs and they're usually measuring like kale or beef muscle, you know, like beef meat, they're going to also sometimes be tracking like blueberries. And if it's a really good measurement, like company that's checking things, uh, they'll include beef liver and beef liver. And then we be comparing a hundred gram portion of each of these items. Right. And beef liver blows everything out of the water, including the meat, including just beef meat. It has 17 times more phosphorus, for example, over nine times more iron. And in, in that side-by-side comparison of all these different things, let's just say if we look at blueberries, kale, red meat, and the beef liver, beef liver is the only one that checks off every box. Like the blueberries won't have B12, for example, but the beef liver has a lot of B12, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And what's beautiful and why I'm such an advocate of real food, what, what I love about real food versus let's say synthetic vitamins. So there, and, and you're, you know, hopefully, you, I mean, I know you know this, but hopefully people understand this, but like many of the vitamins and minerals need to be paired 
with to be like they need to be paired to be most effective. And when you're getting a synthetic vitamin, it may not be paired with something. So it might just be B12, for example, but it might not also have folate in it. And B12 is an example of that B12 and folate are complementary. And they're both required for like optimal mental function, but a deficiency in one produces a deficiency in the other. So if you're taking high amounts of folate without also getting adequate B12, that can cause neurological damage, right? So we're talking about synthetic vitamins versus whole food. Well, when you eat liver, it has folate and B12 already in it. So it's like mother nature completely knew what it was doing and is taking care of us. You don't have to worry about, oh, well, it, it, are the, are the vitamins, are they complementary? Are, am I, is my body going to be able to absorb it? It's like, no, this is heme iron. This is the most absorbable type of iron out there. And it has the complementary other vitamins and minerals in it to make it easy for your body to get it. And furthermore, a lot of vitamins are either water soluble or fat soluble, right? Meaning that when they're water soluble, you can take them without food and you're fine. But if they're fat soluble, like B vitamins, and you try to take those without food, you can sometimes get sick. You can feel sick, right? Well, tons of B vitamins in organ meats and it's a food. So it's like, it's already taken care of. Mother nature has completely got our back. And so that's why I'm always like, Organ meats are the way to go. And what's so amazing, because they have the nutrients when you break down like what's in them, right? So I've listed a few things, but like, for example, heart has is high in CoQ10, which coenzyme Q10 is vital for energy production. It supports preventative oxidative stress, and it's just in general good for cardiovascular health, right? But it also has, you know, vitamins A, it has all the B vitamins, there's C in there, there's D, E, and K, it has essential minerals like iron, calcium, copper, magnesium, selenium, phosphorus, potassium, and zinc. I mentioned the folate. And so you hear this plethora of all these vitamins and minerals, and I go, oh, wait a second. That's what we're told we should be taking when we're trying to create life. The, uh, you know, the, the prenatal vitamins, right? It's, it's all the similar vitamins. So I'm like, wait a second. So what the medical world's telling us that a woman needs to create life is all the stuff we find in organ meats. Isn't that incredible? You know what I mean? So to me, it's like mother nature has delivered. It has delivered us this amazing multivitamin and we're not eating it. Right, right. And that includes the fatty acids, essential fatty acids. So heart is rich in CoQ10 specifically. So how would you like, what would like, okay, give me a little recipe to cook like beef heart, chicken heart. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you're, this is a great, so if you're eating, if you're wanting to ease into eating organ meats, okay, this is my tips, um, which I hope everyone hearing this starts to consider that. So I have a product called Pluck and Pluck is an organ-based seasoning. It's basically what I did was I took powdered liver, heart, kidney, spleen, and pancreas. I took five organs and it's the same freeze-dried powdered stuff you find in the supplement form. So it's exact same. I'm sourcing from the same place the supplements source from. But what I did was I added organic spices and herbs to offset it. So then what you have is this like seasoning, it's, it's no different than like Lowry's all purpose, but it's a lot healthier, of course, but I'm talking in terms of the stability. It's just, you put it in your spice drawer, it's dry, it's, it's very flavorful and you could sprinkle it on anything. And what it does is you're getting micro dosing of organ meats plus frequent use. So you're using it all the time, just like salt and pepper. And that equals a cumulative effect. So you're getting micro dosing constantly. 
That is to me, the gateway of getting organ meat sense. Cause I'm giving you not only just liver, but you're getting five organs. And it's, and as I mentioned earlier, it's really hard to source, you know, spleen and pancreas, let alone kidney, like liver and heart, you'll be able to find, but really hard to, to get those other three. So you're getting five organs and you can simply sprinkle it. You don't even need to know how to cook. You can get to go food and you can sprinkle it on that. And it increases the nutrient value of the food. And it tastes really good. It makes everything taste really, really good. So that to me is the gateway. But when I do want you to keep going, I want you to purchase organ meats. So that's my, my ultimate goal is I want you to eat more nose to tell. So the next step would be, okay, now you're ready to actually purchase an organ. And what I want you to do is get a beef liver. And when you buy a beef liver, it's going to be frozen. I've never, I rarely have ever seen beef liver, not frozen. And when you get it, you have two options that are really simple to, to this integrate into your life. One is you can create beef liver, they call them liver shots. So what you could do is you just cut little tiny pill sized pieces off that liver and put them on a tray and then freeze them like that. And so you're really getting literally pill sized liver, like that's why we call them liver pills or liver, liver shots. And it's tiny, tiny pieces that you can swallow and not bite into. So then that way it limits that taste, that ick taste that a lot of people associate. So that's one option. An even easier option is you then take that frozen liver, you wrap it with like, cause they're usually pretty big. You wrap it with like a towel and then you grate it. Just use your grater, grate it into your spaghetti sauce, grate it into your ground meats, whatever you want, because it's still frozen. And one of the things that's so overwhelming about organ meats is that you get this huge heart or this huge liver. And you're like, what do I do with it all? Like, I can't eat a whole liver and feed my family in one sitting, right? So by grating it and keeping it frozen, you don't degrade the product because it's still frozen. You, and you grate it and you get to do it a little bit at a time. And I don't recommend going over. I, I like to look at these things as a ratio. So let's say you have a pound of meat. Think of the amount of organ meat you could add to that. You don't want to go over 20% or even 15, you know, I would go somewhere around 15 to 20%. So in a pound of meat, there's about 16 tablespoons. So if we think about a fourth of that, which is around 20, 25%, right? A fourth of that is going to be four tablespoons. So I would start with like two tablespoons of grated liver, maybe three, but I would kind of keep it right around there. And what, by doing that, you won't taste it and no one will know it's there. So now you're getting liver into your foods and no one even knows it's there. And that's the same thing with pluck as well. But then this answers your question specifically, then I would go to heart. Heart is the next organ I would actually get. And here's why. Beef heart, chicken heart, does it matter? No, I would start with chicken hearts. And here's why, because chicken hearts so the heart is the closer to muscle meat because it is a muscle as well, but it's still an organ, but it's kind of like, you know, how we avocados, we treat them like vegetables, but technically they're a fruit. That's kind of how the heart is. It's really closer to muscle meat, but it is an organ. And so you can get a beef heart and then, or I'm sorry, I said chicken heart. You can get chicken hearts, which are not that big, but you, so you can get a bunch of them and then you chop them up like you would a mushroom. And then just throw them in a saute and no one will treat it literally like a mushroom. So if you're making a dish. I think you has, should have been called the sneaky chef. Yeah, right. Sneaky. <laughs> the sneaky organ meat chef. But if you're, you know, any dish you would put mushrooms in, for example, right? You would only, you only put in two to three mushrooms, right? So what I'm, I'm suggesting equal that balance it out just like with the heart. So don't do 
80 hearts, you know, maybe do three hearts because chicken hearts are really tiny and then chop them up so that they are kind of similar size to like what mushrooms would look like. And then just add them to your saute or your sauce. And once again, no one will know it's a heart because it, the texture won't, it doesn't look like a heart because you've chopped it up and it's really mild. So it's going to take on whatever the flavors are. The other organs you can kind of start to dive into that are really like easy hurdles our tongue. Tongue is the, an organ as well. And it's also closest to muscle meat, but tongue, anyone that's doing like taco Tuesdays or any, any, anything like that, you cook the tongue, no different than you would like a pulled pork or like a barbacoa. You, you can braise it. You can slow cook it. Well, and, what nutritional benefit does tongue have? Like it makes you oh. talk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it helps your, your tongue health. No, it has, it's high in protein. It's, it's got a lot of, you know, it's got a lot of the similar nutrients. And I want to add in too, organ meat is easier to digest than muscle meat. Absolutely. And that's really, if you have impaired digestion, you have gastroesophageal reflux, you have bloating, like organ meat is a good stepway to healing the gut. And it's cheaper. It's, it's cheaper. cheaper. It's so much cheaper. And we're always talking about, Oh, you got to get quality, you know, quality protein, right? You know, hundred percent or pastured grass fed, you know, animals and that stuff gets really expensive and organ meats. You can find that hundred percent grass fed organ meat. And it's like, instead of paying 1899 or 2299 for a hundred percent grass fed ribeye, you can get a tongue for 799. 100% grass-fed tongue and it's half the price, you know, or even more so. And it's amazing because it cooks just like I said, if you could stick it in your instant pot, right? And you can cook it in your instant pot with some onions and some tomatoes, a little bit of liquid. And there's a sheet. The only thing that's a little different is there's a sheet, like a skin around the tongue. And when you cook it, you just cook it for like an hour, that sheath kind of comes right off. And what's underneath that sheath is the muscle, is the tongue muscle. And it shreds just like carnitas. You know what I mean? It's just pulled pork or anything like that. It just shreds like that. And so then what I do is I shred it. I put it on a tray. I stick it in my oven under uh, the broiler and I then crisp it up. And it's amazing. I like, no one will know that you're getting tongue that it just tastes so good. And it's amazing on tacos. If you ever go to a taco place, that's authentic there, you'll see it on their menu and it's called lengua. It's delicious. And it's it checks off all the marks. It's more nutritious than muscle meat. It doesn't taste odd or weird and it's cheaper. Yeah, no, that's really good. It's hard to convince me. It's just, you lost me when you said there's like a film over a the sheath. tongue. Yeah, yeah. A you know, sheath. It's, it's, I was it's like, like oh skin, my gosh. Yeah. But you know, we eat sausage, like what's really in sausage anyway? Oh yeah, I know, right? I mean, yeah, that was the big- Wasn't that where the organs went into? Like, didn't yeah. they go into sausage? So that's a good thing then. Then we should go back to eating more sausages, chorizo, linguiça. If they're, if they're doing that, yeah, a lot of places are not using the organs, but you know, that, that was the big reveal. I remember many years ago is everyone was like, Oh, hot dogs are hundred percent beef. It's like, no, they're not. That's actually where they're throwing in the lips and the, and all the parts of the animal that to your point that no one's going to purchase from the deli. So they throw it all in, they grind it all, add some spices, herbs, and no one knows the difference. Hmm. So that's why you, that, that was like 10 years ago where you started seeing, or maybe it was more than that. I just, I remember distinctly that they started marketing, oh, this is hundred percent beef hot dogs, 
But even then, so I can say, oh, it's 100%, but it could still have the tongue, the lips, the ears, you know, it could still have other parts of the animal. It's still coming from the animal. It's still beef. Yeah. But what part of the animal? So to that point, I would say, oh, well, then hot dogs, if they are putting, you know, more nose to tail in them, then that's a good thing as long as they're not adding tons of sugar and tons of salt. But sadly, it's hard to find organs in food these days. It's it's really hard. If you find someone that's doing it, then great. You, you know, buy it up. It's there is a company called Force of Nature that they do grind. They do a lot of grinds. So they'll do like a lot of ground beef or even wild game. They'll do boar. They have elk. They have lots of things. And they will do ancestral blends. So they'll add in heart and kidney and uh, liver mm. to their blends. And it's they're great because you don't taste them. But they're, you feel so much better as a parent, right? You're just like, oh, thank goodness I'm getting this such good food into my children and myself. Yeah. When you can add that, I know I've made liver for my daughter and I did cardamom seared liver. Like I would do cardamom seared scallops or cardamom seared steak and she loved it. So I knew her body really needed it. Now it's been a while since I've made it. So I've got to make it again. But I think these are the things that, you know, we take thyroid pills. We take these other things when we really need to be, we, you know, didn't need to because we were eating them, right? We were eating the glands. We were eating nose to tail. We were getting those nutrients from food and from the food we're eating as much as possible. So you started doing these dried organs as part of your cooking and spices. What And how do you use it? Do you just put the dried organ seasoning on salads, on in your cooking, yeah. on burgers? What? Yeah. So it's, it's truly like, so we have right now we have an all purpose we have, and then coming out, I think when people hear this, they're going to, we'll have all the other new flavors. We'll have a spicy version of that, a zesty garlic, which is really herby and kind of almost tastes like ranch. But what's cool about that one is it has no nightshades and no seeds. So any of the AIP people uh, will be able to get it. And then we're coming out with a hundred percent blend. So it's called pure and it's a hundred percent organ blend. So it's for those people that they don't care about the flavor. They just want a hundred percent of the nutrition. But so those four blends are what we offer. And the three flavored ones, the the, the all-purpose, the spicy and the zesty garlic really can be used no different than salt and pepper. So anything you would season, you can use these on and you can just kind of follow your palate, you know, and how much you want to put in. But I find like I use, for example, in a ground beef, let's say a pound of ground beef, I'll use a one to two tablespoons of the seasoning in that and I'll mix it in and I will cook it that way, but then I'll still finish the product, like whatever I'm making, let's say burgers or anything like that, even a sauce or even to your point, salad, like I'll sprinkle the pluck on those as well after the fact. So I use it as a cooking spice, but I also use it as a finishing spice. Mm. Oh, and here's one that people love doing. So I, we get lots of feedback. People love it on their eggs, but here's one that is not as obvious, but it's, it, it's truly life-changing. So do you like popcorn? I don't eat popcorn, but I, okay. yes, I loved it. Yes. Well, so popcorn, so you're putting butter on popcorn and then adding pluck to it. Freaking amazing. Like it really is like, it's a See, game changer. You are the sneaky chef. You are yeah. absolutely the sneaky chef. And I'm thinking of ways you just incorporating it or remembering to do it. So to add that into your food and it goes well with everything. And what I do love about it, you know, being in the health field for as long as I have, the problem is, is food and health are emotion. They're connected to our emotion. A lot of times we won't take initiatives to get healthier until we're sick, right? That we need a cause and effect. And so what I love about pluck, and this is really what I try to advocate as a chef, even is in just in general, is I want your health to not be hard. I want it to be easy. 
And so using pluck is not requiring a new habit. We already all season our food. I'm just suggesting, hey, instead of seasoning it with a seasoning like Lowry's that's actually hurting you, that's actually worse for your health, use pluck. Because now you're getting not only the seasoning that you intended you know, for the food, you're not only bringing more flavor to your food, but you're also increasing the nutrient. Yeah, the micronutrients, it, yeah, medicinal value, the health, healing, anti-inflammatory. Yeah, and they're bioavailable they're, that your mm. body can recognize. It's, so to me, it's just a win-win. And yet it's, it's not like, I'm not telling you to go run 30 minutes a day. I'm not telling you to add something new. I'm just saying yeah. replace what you're doing. And it's so easy. Yeah. And then I hope more achievable because it's so easy. Well, plus, and you can take it in little to-go containers when you're eating out, et cetera. And when you can't, sometimes when you're on the road, you're not as healthy. So being able to have something portable that you can do that is healthy, it's a great addition. And again, easy. And we're taking care of our families and we're supporting our body with vitamins, nutrients, hormones, whatever else it may be. So adding this layer onto it, the benefits of organs, the micronutrient rich bioavailable organs is an inexpensive way essentially to increase the health of what you're eating in a sneaky way. I have to admit, James, you are the sneakiest chef I've ever met. I love being sneaky as a mom, as a cook, and like I'll mix things in, you know, like when my, I fed my daughter liver, she had seconds before I told her it was liver. And she's like, oh, that's cool. She had no preconceived notions against it, right? Um, that's really important. We're adding this because it's just better for us. And it's the way that we're designed to eat. No preconceived notions against it. And as from a health professional standpoint, anti-inflammatory, bioavailable, doesn't have to be processed in order to be utilized. And that saves energy, ATP molecules for us to use in other places, regenerating, reducing wrinkles, et cetera, et cetera. So I thank you. Thank you so much for being on and sharing. And I know we're going to do a follow-up cooking show with you on uh, one of my social media channels, either Facebook or Instagram. And we'll do some giveaways with some plaque and my book menu pause. So I'm excited about that, but tell our audience where they can get you. And thank you guys. He gave a code for our audience, Dr. Anna Kabeca, D-R-A-N-N-A-C-A-B-E-C-A, all caps to get 15% off. You guys, it's a, it's not expensive. He's adding in a discount. This is a no-brainer add to our armamentarium and our cooking, our cooking regimen. So I definitely want you guys to check that out, utilize that. Again, the cost is really reasonable and adding good health and good flavor, additional good flavor. But the key thing is those vitamins, like sprinkling on vitamins, you would never open up a capsule and sprinkle it on because it's very bitter can be very, very bitter and not taste good. We want to increase the flavor experience. So we are encouraged to eat more. And I, you guys, I only promote what I use, what I find the science behind and trust the manufacturing of. So hence Chef James Berry here with us and introducing Pluck to our audience. So tell our audience where to find you. You can go to eatpluck.com for the website. And, and when you go to purchase, make sure to use Dr. Anna Kabeca's discount to get that. And then you can find us on social media, pretty much, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all those at eatpluck. And then I'm personally Chef James Barry with an A and reach out, let us know because we're very, you know, what I love about this product is that kids love it. And, you know, you don't have to tell them like to your point, you don't have to tell them when you initially give it to them, but they may ask because they're going to love it so much. They may start asking for it. And I get told that all the time. 
I get all the time. Parents are like, oh yeah, my kid just, they don't know that it's liver, but they just ask, can I have that pluck seasoning? They just, they just ask because, because our kids know what they need when, when your body gets a taste for something and your body needs it, it wants more of that thing. It wants more. That's so true. And we're going to want more of you, Chef Barry, doing a show for us, some cooking shows and pearls and being, bringing us some more of your sneaky, sneakiness in cooking, which I love those hacks. I really do like putting it in like, for me thinking sometimes what I'll put in spaghetti sauces and soups and, you know, and ground meat and different things like that. So you guys check out eatpluck.com, uh, Chef James Berry and at eatpluck on social media. And you guys, any questions you have, let me know. I appreciate you guys being here, part of the Girlfriend Doctor community. Definitely appreciate you reviewing my episodes. Definitely, if you love it, please leave a five-star review and, and tell me what you love most about our episodes here at the Girlfriend Doctor Show, really focusing on empowering our bodies to heal our hormones naturally. Those are the goals in our life that we can go on and live our lives with great health and cognition and mostly connection. So. Thank you guys for being here till next time. Thank you, everyone.